3: the show
1: like a lot of times who is gonna be chief of surgery
0: shana rhymes wrote the show and it is really really good
2: meredith
0: grimes
1: Welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. I'm Nicole and this is my podcast about Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I'm super excited for this episode uh, with Lily Pujol, who is a comedian, uh, does stuff at UCB. Uh, uh, We met for the first time doing this podcast and I really, really enjoyed talking to Lily. I think you're going to super enjoy the episode, which is all about like queer representation uh, in Grey's. Yeah. I just, you know, I am a little sick, which you probably can tell by, or can't tell. I actually don't know. I can't hear myself, so I don't know. But uh, excuse the cough sniffles and blows of the tissue. Uh, It's all part of the color, texture, just general vibe. Um, And frankly, it's on theme because Grey's Anatomy is about people with illnesses. And I have what one could only uh, describe as a cold. So yeah, uh, the season 16 has started. Uh, Some of you guys are tweeting at me at Unsilverberg about the season. I love it. At some point, I'll probably do an episode that's just like talking about 16. So if I'm not talking about it on the podcast, keep talking to me about it. I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, and, uh, thank you for, uh, bearing with me for, uh, I know that this episode is coming a day late. I, uh, gorgeously, gracefully fell down two stairs at work and sprained my ankle and couldn't record, uh, in time. And my amazing producer, Megan Pope edited this so quickly for it to come out on uh, this Tuesday. So yeah. Okay. That's the whole spiel. Uh, let's get into the episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nicole's Greys Anatomy. I am so excited for this episode. Uh, I can already tell it's going to be a fan fave because it's an episode you guys have been asking for for a long time. We're going to be talking about queer representation, uh, representation in general in Grey's. Uh, and our guest is Lily Pujol. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, welcome. Uh, so the first question that I always ask every guest is... What is your Grey's journey? So I started seeing it,
0: uh, it when it came out. I wasn't really watching it, but I was, like, passively watching it as my mom and stepfather watched it. Uh-huh. Um, they, like, had loved all those, like, medical shows and had watched ER. And then, so I didn't have a TV in my room, never did, never. So it was only, like, shared TV space. Yeah. So it was mostly just me passively watching my parents watch TV. <laughs> um, and I that's exactly how I felt about the show when I first started. Yeah. Um, just kind of, it was TV and I was sitting there. Uh, and let's see, I was about, it was either like at the end of middle school or the beginning of the high school. Um, but then I like actually started to watch it. Um, what was
1: like the, What was there why? like a plot point that like, that you got invested in or was it just at a certain point you... You were like, I know enough about these characters that Ooh, I might Part as well. of it
0: was that. Like, yeah. I, I loved Bailey. I loved, um, like, Sandro's character. Yeah. I And then also, as a young queer, um, who, going to Catholic school from the age of, like, 5 to 18, this was, like, the coolest thing to watch. Yeah.
1: Did you have other friends at school who watched it, or were you kind of, like, the only one?
0: I was, uh, so people who were not my friends watched it, okay. and my friends were, like, too smart to watch it.
1: And I was yeah. like, yeah,
0: I don't watch that. Yeah. That show's not intellectual enough or yeah.
1: whatever. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, and then when I left for college, I still didn't have a TV and uh-huh. I never had a TV. I still don't own one. It's not like yeah, I'm so great. It's just like I never went and bought one.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and like kind of fell off and didn't watch it for a while. And then someone told me there was a gay character. Uh, and so then I went back and watched it. Okay. Uh, and then have since then watched it uh, religiously. And they were referring to Callie? Correct. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, so you when went back, did you watch from the beginning or did you kind of start around like the season um, like, four ish time? I
0: like went back like one episode before she starts to, so I could understand yeah. a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, because I did like anytime I did go down to visit family, I was, so my, I was born and raised in Miami and I was going to school in Tallahassee, Florida. So anytime I could leave, I would. Uh-huh. And my parents still watched it. So I would, I kind of understood like what had happened because I'd see random episodes here and there.
1: Uh, but then I was like, oh wait, no, I'm invested. Yeah. I want to see this. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Quinn uh, has recently reached out to me and said like, okay, I want to watch th- like, everyone talks about Calzona. I want to watch Calzona. Like, when should I start? And I was like, well, I actually think you should start with Callie and Erica Hahn. Mm-hmm. Because I think it provides really important context. Mm-hmm. She was like, okay, that sounds like a massive undertaking. I was like, it, it's worth it. It's worth it. I promise. But it is it is kind of a... Callie is, like, a, a huge draw. Yeah, at, at, Like, her, her plots are really interesting. And I... I, I don't know I love Callie. yeah
0: and I kind I liked her before because she's Latina and yeah. so for me that was like oh I like this character because of this representation and like for me and my family it was very similar mm-hmm. uh, and like having a doctor I was like all oh, my doctors were Latino or Latina and I was like this is something I relate to yeah uh, but then she was queer as well and I had finally like finally I had left home and like was no longer going to a Catholic school mm-hmm. uh, and I was like oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I can be me. Yeah.
1: Were you, uh, were were your parents who were still watching, were they like, did they also like Callie? Or like, was it something that you guys would talk about the characters? Or were you just still kind of like in the background watching Grey's separately? Um, So my mom liked Callie uh, before she came out. Okay, okay. (laughs) And
0: then when she came out, she was like, updating me on episodes because that's what she does yeah like even if I don't watch a show she'll tell me like what her it's like her soaps like we actually watched soap operas growing up and stuff so like it was the same thing of me like kind of knowing these characters her telling me all about it Mm -hmm. and she's like I don't know what's what this is about and I was like okay
1: (laughs) yeah I think that that was I think that the way that they did it was designed for like the majority of people who watch like network dramas yeah. to k- kind of like understand like why mm. uh, like having a friendship blossom into something more I feel right, like right. is like a more uh, like it's an easier in uh, mm-hmm. as opposed what? to like someone who just was like I yes I'm yeah I'm coming to the table queer like I've always been queer I've always known I'm queer mm-hmm. and like Which is when, what, Arizona ends up being.
0: Yeah, which I identified more with, like, Arizona's, like, uh, I guess, coming to her queerdom. Yeah. Uh, I think my mom didn't. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. people see what they want to see, right? Yeah. So, I was like, "Mm, okay, I was on every sports team. (laughs) I, like, fit that stereotype. Uh, I, I don't know. I have a twin brother. I was friends with only boys. Yeah. Like, yeah. She was like, what? When I did come out, I was like. I was like, "Come on.
1: You knew this." <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that I mean, Callie when she's talking with her dad mm-hmm. like kind of suggests that she has an uncle right who is right. gay that like Yeah,
0: I found out afterwards that my aunt, my mom's sister is bi. Yeah. And I was like, "How did I not know about this?" And, and it, now now they talk about it like it's everybody knows this. It's like she has an allergy. Like, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know your aunt. I was like, "No, I didn't know this."
1: Was she not out or it just wasn't something people talked about?
0: Um, they hadn't talked about it. It was like a huge drama at the time, like when it happened. This is before mm-hmm. any of us like were born. Yeah. Um, and it was like your aunt and her friend.
1: Yeah. Um, and her many friends. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a cousin who is gay and she has kids. Mm-hmm. But who she had kids with, like, whatever man she had kids with, I don't think I ever knew. Mm-hmm. And for Thanksgiving every year, it was, like, her and her... I don't think they ever got married, but, like, her and her partner. And I. it took... I mean, it wasn't until I was in high school that I actually, like, understood because it just was not any... Like, no one had a problem with it. It just mm-hmm. was, like, it didn't even need to be talked about because yeah. everyone knew except for, like, the kids who were, like, I don't... <laughs> Who's, who is Denise's friend? (laughs) Uh, Who, but it's interesting, like, seeing how that plays out in kind of, like, larger family context. But obviously, that's, like, a a cousin for me. It wasn't as, it wasn't, like, someone who I saw all the time. It was someone who I saw once a year. She,
0: afterwards, was married to a man and had kids with him. So, like, I just knew that part of her life. Because this was, this would have been, like, when she was my age. Um, And it was, like, a huge drama. And my grandfather was, like, no child of mine or whatever Uh type thing
1: uh yeah so i don't know so okay so you you got invested in graves because you knew that there because someone told you that there was a gay character Mm -hmm, and then specifically
0: a gay woman yeah and i was like yes thank you i'm here
1: (laughs) and then were you surprised when then it was callie because you then had already seen uh she just in my opinion callie is very different like i mean you you said that you liked her uh, I liked her immediately beginning.
0: I thought she was badass Like they yeah. You're supposed to think She's badass Totally um, Yeah she's you know so A I bone search like, Yeah exactly They're all cool Yeah uh, So I was like Yes my team What's up
1: Yeah And then And then She I mean she is such a She is such a cool journey In that In that like She has a lot of um, She has a lot of like Major events Like not yeah. just Her coming out Uh well not just i mean her coming out is like one thing but she, there's a lot of like confusion about like like she doesn't there's not a, a ton of like uh like understanding of being bi right. at the beginning like there's her fight with i mean the last the time that we ever see erica is like you can't kind of be a lesbian right, which right, is right, like right. such a wild wild moment uh, to to see verbalized but it's like you know she has Her struggling with her feelings about Erica. Then Mm -hmm. she has kind of uh, her relationship with Arizona, her deep desire to be a mother, her relationship with her parents, like her marriage with George. She does have a lot of uh, self-actualizing events, like much more, I would say, than some of the other characters who just kind of like trundle along.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, You get to see her like discover and come to her identity.
1: Yeah. So, so then, so then this is kind of what we were talking about in this episode today. Uh, And so, I mean, it it seems like the reason why you wanted to talk about it was because it was like what drew you into Grey's Anatomy, but what also like, were you interested? Why were you interested in doing your episode on this?
0: Um, Because I'm an ally. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) No. Obviously. (laughs) Yes.
1: This is the main way to be an ally. You come onto a Grey's Anatomy podcast and you just kind of like give a shout out. Yeah, Exactly. (laughs)
0: Um, well, so I had never rewatched Grey's, uh, until like just before someone contacted me about doing this, Uh I had happened to just started rewatching it. And I was like, wow, uh, this show has grown so much. Yeah. Um, because I think like the first episode, the only thing about like gay or queer is like, um, O'Malley is like, oh no, they think I'm gay. I'm not gay. da, da, da. Yeah. And then like, yeah, there's the. Weber's friend. Friend. And I think that's, like, the third episode. Yeah. And even that is, like, kind of a stereotype. It's this older man just hitting on this younger man. Right. Um, and he's like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm Clearly, I'm not. Uh, and, like, that was... Later we find out that Joe, the bartender, is gay. But yeah. But it's, like, kind of problematic in his dispi- depiction, too, because it's, like, just a throwaway line and then you never really see it. It's, like, the sexless... Yes. Um, yeah, hey, like, it's played for line. laughs
1: that when they go camping right. that that Weber doesn't understand that Joe and Walter are like together right. and wants to share a tent with them. And it's like played for laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it
0: was of that time that, Yes,
1: you know, like it was like very liberal right. show to begin with. It's, but it's, it's not like a, it's not like a malicious portrayal, but it is right. like weird to watch that now of like, when you try to articulate what about that is funny, yeah. you're like, yeah, you start like running into some walls there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um,
0: and then, yeah, just like as it is now, it's kind of huge in, yes. in a lot of the depictions and stuff. And they have like a, um, an actual trans actor playing a trans character, which is huge. And like how they come out as well is very interesting. Yeah. Um, we can talk about that after. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and they even have a um, like a a non-binary character and they talk about that and that's really big especially when you consider that like the target audience isn't necessarily me it's my mom yes right so and she's had these people in her life for 16 years so these like this is the representation that she's getting and the like so for me it's important because it's like this is how my mom understands
1: my life right yeah I think that's so interesting I mean I've talked about on the podcast before that like um In the recent seasons, the show is much more prone to do like a very special episode where there's sort of one case for the entire episode. It's something kind of topical and uh, and it's broaching the subject in a way that like people who don't personally know anyone who's out or who is, you know, not white or whatever it may be like it's a way that you know it's it gives them an in that they can understand and it seems kind of like a little ham-fisted to us but then you try and think about like the millions of people who watch it every week like it's it's actually pretty incredible that they're like broaching things like police brutality and consent and all all of those Mm -hmm. sorts of things and then I've also mentioned that like this past season when they had the episode about um the woman who was sexually assaulted, Mm -hmm. that they had this huge fight with the network over what they could show of a rape kit, like, that ABC was like, you can't show um, a swab that has, like, been used. Right. And, like, when you understand the type of fights that they go through, it actually becomes all the more impressive of what they're able to accomplish. Yes, absolutely. So I I do think that it's... When you see, like, a trans woman... Advocating for like a different type of like you know uh, gender uh, reaffirming, reaffirming surgery. surgery. Like it's it's uh, it's so much more than just like right. a, a story about that. It's mm-hmm. actually a way of like introducing an idea, um, especially when it when they focus so much on patients' quality of life as right. opposed to like. Health concerns or risks. It's like healing in all senses but sense of the word. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I think they've always had uh queer patients. Right. Like that has been that was definitely like the in. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it would be like they would introduce a patient, you would really like them, and then there would almost be kind of a reveal that they're queer, so that it's like you're already on their side. Like if you can't take it back, then you're a homophobe. Yeah. Exactly, which we'll look at one of I think those one of those cases in a little bit um, with the uh, gay soldiers right. in season four, but yeah, they definitely have I think challenged themselves as a network show to like expand representation in a more uh, in a more nuanced way mm-hmm. than just like simply showing us right. like. They exist, and now they go away. Right. Like, Walter, who owns a bar, is gay. Can you Mm -hmm. believe that? He's a bartender. (laughs) You're like, hmm. then wears flannel. Right. We tricked you. He's not what you would think of (laughs) when you think of, you know, gay bartender. Right. He's a different kind of gay bartender. (laughs) A different kind of gay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so So what are your feelings about the Callie and Erica relationship like did you when you started watching were you was I for it well or just just were you was it like like you mean you watched because there was like a gay woman character Mm -hmm. were you like yes I like this I'm in or were you sort of like okay let's see where this goes yeah
0: I was like kind of on board already because I was like well I don't have a lot you know um and then also, I never liked her with O'Malley. Yeah, me either. I just never really. He likes, it didn't he, seem like a good fit. No. And I also didn't really like O'Malley that much. Like, he just reminded me of my brother. One, like, my brother's worst years. <laughs> like, I love my brother now. We're twins. We're, he's also a homosexual. Like, it runs in the family now. Um, it has. Yeah, that's proof know, that it's genetics. That's proof. It, me and my brother. Yeah. Um, You hear that, science world? Uh. And then it's a sample group of two <laughs> and
1: we've got amazing news. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just never liked O'Malley. So
1: automatically I was like her with anyone else. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I loved her and Han. And I actually really like Han in general for the most part. She's mean, but yeah, but, I like mean. Yeah. we
0: like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I like um, would love for a woman like Erica Han to be mean to me. That would actually be incredible. <laughs> like, because that's she's that's what it says on my Tinder. Yeah, it's like be no. Yeah, please be mean to me like Erica Han. Yeah, I mean I don't I I think that like there's something also just I I always am a sucker for like relationships where it's like this person's mean except for with this other person like Karev right. has that too where it's like Karev is. Karev is like is damaged and he lashes out at people. But then there's like one or two people who like know the real Karev. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Ugh, unfortunately, that like, formula really works for me. No, when the ratio is that it means like, no, he's actually an asshole. Yeah, Absolutely. In real life, it's a massive red flag <laughs> and you have to run away. And like, right. honestly, that person is going to right. do something illegal. But <laughs> but in the context of TV, I'm always like, wow. Well, if I you could try be that really one nice hard <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can get this like genuinely bad person to uh, um, like give well, you love.
0: And I feel like that was such a trope in TV and in like real life, people are like, he's terrible, but like I can change him. Yeah. And like that's the truth. And so no, like, if a real mm,
1: person said that to me, I would be like, you're therapy the, is yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like you need yeah. you need a community to help extract <laughs> you from this relationship. Um no, but
0: I I liked Han in yeah. the beginning. And I also liked that they um, it wasn't, like, somebody discovering themselves and somebody who was, like, kind of, like, later where Arizona is like, very much, like, I've known this for a long time. I, like, you know, yeah. it was, like, there wasn't this thing of, like, um, almost, like, gatekeeping of, like, who's queer and who's queer enough and whatever. It was just, like, two people who genuinely liked each other or were friends and then it developed into something else, which felt more real to me or at least that's what I wanted my college experience to be yeah uh I wasn't I was very nerdy uh didn't really make friends until like
1: junior year yeah for sure but I mean I think that that's like one of the appeals of grace in general is that like you can be bold enough to like uh end a conversation by leaving a room that you can like make out (laughs) with someone in like a Temporary enclosed space, like an elevator, and mm-hmm. just like kind of see what happens. Right, there's no cameras, and elevators, no cameras, and hospitals. Nothing. Yeah, like all all of that stuff, like the uh, the specific lack of impulse control, mm-hmm. but then like paired with. Extremely high ambition, like career ambition. Yeah, and it's amazing like, bodies.
0: Yes, that's like exactly what I wanted <laughs> yeah. adulthood. Okay, to maybe that's be like, what pulled me into Grey's first, and I just didn't realize it. it yeah. was just, like sheer attractive of the, ent- like yeah. the entire
1: cast. It's, it's, it's really nice to look at hot people. <laughs> I guess is what <laughs> I'm I like. Going that's to definitely say. what's
0: kept me uh, in yeah. some of the really bad, not bad, just some of the less. Um, good seasons yeah so do you still
1: watch I do I do yeah uh I figured since you were referencing okay so wait I have to ask are okay. you like are you a fan of Schmidt and Nico no me either I just don't buy it I just yeah I, I don't mean, see... it sucks to say that it's just like literally why would someone as hot as Nico <laughs> who like is out and like is like this like you know as we've said being a bone surgeon just mm-hmm. speaks volumes to how badass you are. Right. He's just like this like quiet, hot bone surgeon. Right. Who then is like attracted to a not out guy who's goes by glasses. Right. I mean, like, if, you know, you can't control who you love, but I just, I don't see it. Then they just
0: explain it with like a throwaway line. I think when they're like in the elevator and um, he goes like, Nerdy, this and that, and that's just my type. And he, like, even speaks that way as, like, yeah, he's like, and, you know, regularly would be my type, and da da da, and goes on. And I was like, that's a throwaway line. And it, like, yeah. st- it still feels completely um, unearned. Like, yeah. I want to see you all start as friends. Yes. And, like, if that's, I think, if I think that's the problem with some of the seasons, is like, they're like, okay, now they like each other, and yeah, you don't just get to accelerate. It. it doesn't it. feel earned, it doesn't feel real. And it's like, okay, if you have these two people that don't seem like they would be together. Like you have to explain to me how you have to show me how it happens. It can't just be a
1: a quick line. Well, that's the thing with like Callie and Erica, like Mm -hmm. they actually don't really have compatible personalities at all. And like one of the things about Erica that's like at the beginning is like, she genuinely detests Mark Sloan and Mark is one of Callie's best friends. And like you see over the course of a long period of time of like how they connect and they become really close. And I think that the same is true of like, um, Teddy and Owen at the beginning like mm-hmm. when they just bring Teddy in and like you, they, you just you tell us that they have a history but right. then like you see and I have to say I like absolutely hate Owen and I Shame. don't think that Teddy and Owen should be together I've but hated I've, him since the beginning yeah absolutely absolutely but I've been rewatching season six which I actually haven't been doing a ton of rewatching since I started this podcast because I'm always like watching clips and specific right. episodes out of order but This past weekend I was sick and I just was like, you know what I want to watch? I want to watch some good old fashioned season six, which I think is like truly one of my favorite seasons of Grey's. And I started with the like Rashomon episode where they're trying to figure out who killed the patient and it ends up being April Kepner and she Mm -hmm. gets fired. Just, you know, a little bit of a pick me up, pick me up for me personally, (laughs) because I don't really care for April all that much. I'm slightly reformed. I, I appreciate her, but I, she's not really a favorite character. And I was and pretty shortly after that, Teddy gets introduced and I was like, God, even though I don't like Owen and even though I don't like Teddy and Owen together, I they like do her. this really powerful, slow burn of mm-hmm. like them being in close proximity and you see them watch each other and you see the triangle between them mm-hmm. and Christina. And it's like it, it they, it's so well done that you have to you end up being like, wait do I really hate this or am I just like, is it actually undeniable? Yeah. And then you're like, no, do I, I actually do hate this. I but. hate this because I know that it's, if these people were real, this would be a
0: terrible idea. Yeah, awful. Um, oh, absolutely it, awful. But I've just watched this happen so slowly. Now I want to see the yes. end, even if the end is a crash.
1: Right. And so they absolutely could have found a way to make like glasses and Dr. Kim, like right. work for me. But unfortunately, also just like all the details about glasses. i like, <laughs> He lives with his mom in a basement. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just a lot. The actor who plays him seems extremely sweet. Yeah. I do have to say,
0: I do. I think like I, I like the character. Yeah. I do. I don't know why I said that as a question. I like the character. Yeah. I, or I, at least I want to like him. There's also this thing with like all the interns, and I'm like, I feel like we've just been given information, but we haven't gotten to know them. Absolutely. I
1: even think like more than the interns. Like even Deluca. I feel yeah. that way. Well, I don't like him truly hard same don't like him (laughs) I have been advocating for actually multiple seasons for him to drown and I think that that just would be like really good plot and I don't like him and Meredith together oh yeah but I don't like him with anybody I really just think that that guy's gotta get out of here yeah Um, when I saw on his Instagram that he turned 30 this year I almost threw myself off of the building. I don't I was just follow like, any of them on Instagram. He's not worth following that he got married. <laughs> Actually, I have to say, just kind of a shout out to the Gray's cast. A lot of weddings this summer. Kelly McCreary got married. Oh, yeah. Camilla Luddington got married. Gian Cuomo Giannati, whoever, however you say his name or whatever his name is. The guy who plays DeLuca. He got married okay. last year. To a woman named Nicole, she spells it with an H. She's a makeup artist. I got married in Italy. Anyway, a lot of love in the air for the Grey's Anatomy actors. Absolutely have to give a shout out. But yeah, I do want DeLuca to drown. And (laughs) uh, and then when his sister, like the reveal that his sister still worked at the hospital this past week, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like she's just like sitting in a room being just sitting there for Amelia to go in and ask Mm -hmm. her for a threesome. And then it's like, I'm sorry, back up. This person still works here. Haven't seen them in months right anyway
0: I well that's also like anytime there's like a I love this every time there's a, a um like a character that we've never seen before and all of a sudden they have like two lines uh-huh. I'm like oh something's gonna happen with this person we've never seen them they're played by someone who's actually relatively famous yeah something's gonna happen to this janitor or this nurse or this like absolutely I, I will, it's terrible but I love it I'm always like mm, yeah. I know something's <laughs> gonna happen
1: yeah, I love it too. I mean, I I truly I I thought that the season premiere was not great, but I liked the second episode a little bit more. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it just was. I I mean, gosh, I'm such a broken record, but it's just like I want more patient cases. I yeah. want I want less doctor drama and more uh, medicine, mm-hmm. which I I. That must not be the overwhelming opinion nationwide because they just keep doing doctor plot lines.
0: Right. But then that's why some of the plot lines feel like I've seen this because there's only so many things like you need to break it up with like these things that can come in and come out and we don't have to necessarily live in them. Right.
1: Yeah. Not every patient. It's like the only patients we meet can't be patients that are there for like five episodes. Mm -hmm. We need some people who like come in. They present with symptoms. Right. I want a two episode arc. That's what I want, you know? Give me a great, a good (laughs) two-parter. Oh, I love a two-parter. I love a great two parter. They're classic. I get just
0: invested enough. Yeah. And then they can leave.
1: Yeah. It's been a while since I cried at a greatest episode. And that's I'm like, yeah, destroy me. Like Mm -hmm. break me down. Yeah. I won't cry if DeLuca drowns, but I'll try. Like, or just you know, tears of just, joy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: that's actually true. I probably would. Yeah. Or, or like a, a single tear. Like you're just proud of the situation. Like finally.
1: Yeah. In this most recent episode, I think I was supposed to feel good that Owen finally decided to help his baby. Like, I think I was supposed to be like, wow, what a good guy. And it just really was like, I feel like that's his whole thing everyone's supposed to
0: feel like wow what a good guy but like if you look at if you actually like look at what he does he's not a good guy no he never has been he did go to therapy for two episodes last season though that's really incredible i mean that's accurate as to how therapy works
1: yeah yeah you just go once to kind of meet the therapist Mm -hmm. and then the second time you get fixed
0: yeah they just scan you yeah yeah and they're like it's your mom that's the source of everything Yep. I mean, it's accurate for me, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: uh, I think across the board, usually if if you're going to just go with like one <laughs> one blanket uh, takeaway from therapy, it's your mom is like a pretty good bet. But yeah. Uh, she's going to listen to this and love it. Yeah. And be like, because she likes when things are about
0: her. <laughs> Incredible. She named me after her. I just have to say that. Is her name also Lily? Yeah. She's Liliana Pujol. Okay. And I'm, she named me her nickname. So I don't know what that
1: means. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's some, that's some Gilmore girl shit. I never watched that. Well, it's really the only, <laughs> the only thing you need to know is that uh, yeah. they're both named Lorelai.
0: Mm. I think honestly, I think like <laughs> part of why I loved Grey's too is like this, like, um, not necessarily clear family relationships. Yeah. Like there's good and there's bad. And also like, I'm a product of a second and a third marriage. Uh huh. Um, so like my mom's second marriage, my dad's third, like not their last yeah. marriages either. Um, so I have like a lot of half siblings that don't make sense. So I know people hate on like all these like sibling things and stuff. I have but been I,
1: known to say that like we're good on sisters. Yeah,
0: I think there's another I think there's another sister left. You think so? Mm-hmm. For Meredith? I want
1: one. <laughs> I mean, OK, when I, <laughs> I know it, I that, know it's too much, but I just well, want it. I, OK, it's too much if they live in the same house. Fair. If she just exists, uh-huh. that's fine with mm-hmm. me. Uh, I'm a massive fan of Amy Acker's. And when I found out that Amy Acker was gonna be like the final Shepherd sister, right. I was thrilled. And then she was so mean. And I was like, I actually don't know if that's not the good mean. person again. No, not the good mean. She was like the bad mean. Uh yeah, she was truly mean. But God, the cast of Shepherd Sisters. Mm-hmm. Real, A real, like... Yeah. I need another half-sister. Like, yeah.
0: that's what I want. Like, I mean, I, I think that that's actually no one sense. of the most
1: reasonable wants to have in Grey's Anatomy. Or There's like, always a sister in the tank. Right. Or, like, um, what was...
0: Oh, fuck, I'm forgetting her name. Uh, Shepherd's first wife. Oh, Addison? What if Addison had a half-sister? Can that be... Because they're so extreme and, and far apart. Yes. Like, absolutely. that's what I'm asking for. Yeah. And I want her to be queer. That's what I want.
1: That's the perfect wish list I, and I think that that's absolutely doable. I want to manifest it right now. Well, because I think that the uh, the the blonde ponytail intern, I think she's, yeah, she's queer. She is, and but they
0: don't develop anything outside of like yes. she has a crush on, which I, they've been doing with the interns because they also had uh, like one of the interns, like her sole personality was she has a crush on Jackson.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: It, that, and that's what, I think that's the problem with like why none of us I'm speaking, me. Yeah. I don't care about um, like the interns or like the new characters
1: and stuff is because I'm like, okay, they, um, I don't know anything about them. Right. I feel the same way. But yeah, I think, I think that that blonde intern is the only queer woman on the show currently. Oh, except for, I guess the DeLuca sister, DeLuca sister. um... But you know, saying that she's on the show is like, (laughs) that's, that's a loose statement. She's on the show to teach someone right. about sex,
0: right? We can we can also claim, uh, I claim Amelia because she had a crush on her uh, Deluca sister before, even if it's never acted on. Yes. So I'm like, you're on the spectrum. You're part of this for sure.
1: Yeah, I I I forgot that there was like background to her asking Katerina right. to be uh, like part of a menage a trois as like. <laughs> I just don't understand why sometimes when sh- they give that character lines I'm like why is this happening right, like right this right. it's fine yeah so we have yeah we have we have some characters who either themselves are dipping a toe mm-hmm. or the writing is dipping mm-hmm. a toe but we don't really have like they're they yeah I mean we have we have on, we have Nico and Dr. Kim or the same person right. Dr. Nico Kim and then we have Glasses Schmidt, yeah. Schmidt, and then we have uh, Casey
0: Parker, who's trans. Casey Parker,
1: who's trans. Uh, we have, which by the way, they've said his name like once. Right, like right. Genuinely, they. Like, I think is
0: more than some of the other.
1: <laughs> like absolutely. <laughs> the uh, this past week, they said the name of the doctor with the hijab. Oh, you for, mean like the
0: one that like Jackson? That's all I yes. knew her as. Yeah, like they they called her by name this mm-hmm. past
1: episode, and I was just like, wow. I mean, I think that's the first time I've ever heard her name out right. loud. Incredible. She's in like every episode and they never address her by name. Crazy. Uh, yeah. And that and then yeah, and then then there's the blonde intern and Katerina. Yeah, we need more plot lines. Yeah. Well
0: that's the thing. You have you have such diversity in the show, you need to use it. Yes. It can't just be like
1: background pretty. (sighs) Just like more stuff about I mean I have to say. Introducing another hospital into this, I'm like, I've got some high hopes about mm-hmm.
0: that. And now things that could not have happened uh, at Grace Loan can now happen because it's like we're talking about completely different space. Yeah. Um, there are clearly no like checklists or boundaries. Like crazy shit could happen yes, at this hospital. We can have and it some nuts,
1: sense. like some nutso medical cases, mm-hmm. which is what I'm holding out for. Mm-hmm. Okay. We are going to look at the clips that you chose and then I uh I know that this is a theme that a lot of listeners have been requesting for a while so rather Mm. than choose uh queer moments that meant something to me even though there are many I asked on Twitter what moments uh listeners would like discussed and a ton of you suggested things and I was very excited and so I then uh took those and I ran the by Lily and uh we have some of those in there and then some of Lily's choices. So yeah. Uh, okay. The first one is, uh, something that you wanted to talk about, but also was probably the top requested.
0: I didn't necessarily be like, this is a important, uh, scene for me, but I was like, uh, this is a very important scene and has to be talked about. Yes.
1: Yeah. And this is, this is, uh, this is Erica's glasses speech, I guess is Mm -hmm. what most people referred Mm -hmm. to it as. Uh, Okay, do you want to set it up in any particular way? Um, if I remember it correctly, uh, they had
0: been, like, kind of... This is after they accepted they were both into each other and had, like, been flirtatious and, and kept trying to, like, go on dates or, like, hook up, but it, uh, they hadn't done everything yet, and then I think this was, like, the first time they had sex, like, full-on yeah. sex. I think that's right. And I hated that they kept referring to it as, like, a euphemism. Like, they kept saying, like, south of the border or something. Uh-huh. I hated that. But they yeah. finally did cross the
1: border. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a really... <laughs> finally crossed the border. Hi, hi. I do think that it's a nice moment when Callie goes to Bailey and confides that she's, like, really nervous about... Mm-hmm. She doesn't know how to have sex with a woman and she's, like, worried that she won't like it or that she won't be good at it. Right. Like, that, that part of it is... <laughs> It's nice. It's it's just like, yeah, the fact that like no one will just. Uh, yes, there are a lot of euphemisms, yeah. And then
0: like Bailey is the best ally. Yes.
1: She talks about eating local cuisine <laughs> in, uh, in Africa. Mm-hmm. She's it's like, right.
0: She's like, not everybody likes uh, spongy bread. Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, not everyone likes spongy bread. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What did I just click? Whatever I clicked. I've never clicked it before. OK, we're back. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's watch this clip.
2: That's amazing. Yay! It was for me too.
3: <laughs> I mean, that was amazing. What did we do. <coughs> my whole life, my whole adult life, I have been with men, and it always felt, you know, fine, good, but I never. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I did, but not. Not like this. (laughs) This is like needing glasses. (laughs) Am I blinded you? No. (laughs) When I was a kid, I would get these headaches and I went to the doctor and they said that I needed glasses. I didn't understand that. It didn't make sense to me because I could see fine. And then I get the glasses and I put them on and I'm in the car on the way home. And suddenly I yell. (laughs) because the big green blobs that I had been staring at my whole life, they weren't big green blobs. (laughs) They were leaves on trees. I could see the leaves. And I didn't even know I was missing the leaves. I didn't even know that leaves existed. And then, leaves. You are glasses. <laughs> I am so gay. I am so, so, so gay. I am extremely gay. <laughs> um, I
1: have to go. Callie, no. Yeah. Um, she's such a good actor. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, who? Which both? Uh, both? W- both, but
0: specifically in this scene, uh, the woman who plays Han.
1: Oh yeah, Brooke Smith. Brooke Smith. Thank you. I'm a Brooke Smith stan. Someone recently on I Twitter. I only know like, her from the show. What's that? I only know her from the show. She. It's in a ton of stuff. She's in an episode of um, that new show, Unbelievable, which five people told me about <laughs> because they know that I love her. She plays. She, she has a pretty big role in um, Silence of the Lambs oh I knew that yeah I knew that uh, yeah I'm a big fan of hers I think she's an incredible actor and the delivery on that monologue is there's so much crazy in that good. monologue yeah. Um, yeah yeah I mean I think that what I gathered from listeners who wanted to talk about this was that like they related to the analogy but it also just was like it was very cool to see someone who was excited about yeah. like coming out was like a relief and was like mm-hmm. something, a positive thing. Like she's when she's like, I'm gay, I'm so gay. That's mm-hmm. like a very mm-hmm. happy moment for her. Not yeah. like a moment of like dread or fear. Right. It's like a liberation and saying yes. those
0: words so, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it was so smart to have like the, like Callie's reaction to it. Like both of them having that, uh, their own reactions at the same time to the same things.
1: Yes. Um, Like to Callie, it was a gratifying sexual experience Mm that she has, and she like is romantically interested in Erica. But Erica, it's like it means something so much, so much bigger. Mm -hmm. And it puts, you can tell that like it's a lot of pressure on Callie because Callie isn't having the same experience. And like I, I think that that is so smart where it's Mm -hmm. like she can't really like be excited for Erica or like be there for her mm-hmm. in a certain way because she's like, wait, is this how...
0: Is this what I'm supposed to be? Is this what I'm supposed to be feeling? Like, I'm not feeling this. Like, is right. this still valid? And I, that's like so important, especially when this came out because even as is, like people still shit on bisexuals or like yeah. people who are pansexual and it's like, these women are both completely valid in both of these experiences. Yeah. And it's like, it's so important and I think a lot of people attach that because you don't... Some people do have this like very... um once you figure it out, it's very clear and it's very, um, like, liberating. Uh, and then other people, it's like, it's not as clear and it, like, is still a journey. And, like, yeah. having both of them next to each other is, like, what makes this scene so great.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I I really, I really was sad to see Erica Hon go, especially since, like, this is, like, one of her mm-hmm. last moments. And then yeah. we, we kind of mentioned this earlier, but, like. The fact that Callie then doesn't have that reaction then makes Erica feel really insecure Mm -hmm. and like feel, you know, it's never like actively fun to feel like you like someone more than they like you. But then when like identity is like compounded with that of like Mm -hmm. I'm having this self-actualization moment and like you're not and I but it's but I'm only having it because I'm with you. And like Mm -hmm. that's so then they have this kind of fight in the parking lot where the Izzy stuff kind of comes to a head. Erica mm-hmm. realizes what came to pass after she lost the heart for her patient who is now back in the hospital. And she and Callie is defending right. Izzy and she's like, you can't kind of think that was right. And you can't kind of be a lesbian. And, uh, Callie kind of like scoffs and she like, actually can. you can be, which rocks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. I, I was also, I saw, oh, yeah. when I first saw that episode, I
0: was with my parents and pretending not to watch. <laughs> like, oh, really? Pretending to be, like, preoccupied yeah, on I my phone. I don't even care about um, this. Yeah, I was, like, I was visiting from uh, Florida State, and, like, this is happening. And I was, like, mm, I'm uh, looking at my text from friends I don't have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: awesome. Yeah, I'm very good at pretending that I'm doing something on my phone. I've done it at every party I've ever been to. Mm. Uh, close to the bathroom, outside the bathroom, just kind of, like, by the door, like, I'm, you know, waiting for someone to come. Right. And uh, emails are really important to me right now. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, this is actually happening because I'm so important. I actually know mm-hmm. so many people who are trying to get in contact with yeah. me. Uh, this device that I can't really be with, like, the people in this room with me.
0: Do you ever, like, right choose, like, oh, okay, I'm going to pretend to look at text or I'm going to pretend to look at emails. Like, make that decision. Like, oh, I want to come off as, like, I'm looking at emails.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have done that before. Uh, or like, I'll just like systematically like text my mom and then text <laughs> my dad and then text my sister and then text a friend. And then like the next day I have like eight texts back from people being like, Oh my gosh, it's so good to hear from you. How are you? I'm like, Oh God, I don't want to reply to these. <laughs> like I texted these in a moment you. of distress. <laughs> I like, needed you then. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, okay. I guess maybe one of the next ones that would be good to play would be uh Kind of contrast another coming out monologue. This is Schmidt coming out mm-hmm. to his coworkers, workers uh,
0: And I wonder if like because his nickname is Glasses and we just had this whole like this huge thing about it. I was like, oh. I don't think they did it on purpose, but no, I, I'm but giving them that circle. credit. I'm giving them that credit of like <coughs> when they named him Glasses, they're like, it's going to be a White. reference to. Yeah. Because it kind of has like that like feeling of I don't know. Yeah, they're both very good. Like yeah, this is knowledge. a this is
1: a listener uh, suggested. This is okay. So for those of you who are not caught up or who stopped watching, uh, this is an intern from season I think fourteen, but maybe mm-hmm. they. I think he came in around season fourteen, and he uh, is really nerdy. He has glasses, and in season fifteen, he uh, like found himself attracted to, and then in a relationship with, and coming out for the first time. Uh, with uh, Dr. Nico Kim, who's an extremely hot bone doctor, we mentioned them earlier. Uh, so this is this is a clip uh, from this past season, season 15. If you don't watch currently, you will certainly notice that there is a different kind of in surgery vibe uh, that is previous. But the voices that you're going to hear are Meredith, uh, Deluca. Uh, who she at this point has not like actually decided to be with, but they are having like kind of a big flirtation, which you'll hear them reference. Uh, glasses and there's one other person. Whatever it's it actually genuinely, and I know you can't believe this, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> so here we go.
2: You seem different.
1: I got contacts.
2: No, it's it's not that. It's it's just you're it's less- Joe. Glasses. Yeah. Yeah, and and the other day when I asked you to change Natasha's central line, you didn't mess it up at all. Kind of a backhanded compliment, but thank you. I met someone. And he's hot, and he's confident, and he likes me. And I'm gay. And he's gay and weird together. And it's the most me I've ever felt in my whole life.
1: Well, I'm happy for you, Schmidt.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. After all, what's life for if not to share it with somebody, right? Shut up. Does that mean life is not worth living alone?
3: I think if you meet someone who lights you up, you should fight for them.
2: Suction. This
1: fluid looks cloudy. That's the last line of the scene. Can you believe that? <laughs> this fluid looks cloudy. Wow. Yeah. Back to business. Yeah. I, you know, it's just like, it's such a laid back, like, mm-hmm. and the way that the interns are treated is right. not how the interns were treated when, like, right. when when Meredith and all of them were interns. It's fine. That's not what the scene is about. What the scene is about is Glasses, who did get contacts in this particular episode. Mm-hmm. God bless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: That's an analogy. Or, yes, you know, yeah, it doesn't symbolism. need glasses
1: anymore. Y- you get it. He needs contacts. All right? We uh, went from
0: needing glasses to finding your contacts.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will I will say that like for the for, for as much queer representation as there's been in the show, mm-hmm. Glasses and Nico are the first gay male yeah. relationship yeah. uh doctors mm-hmm. on the show. Right. So it is It is like kind of an overdue. Oh, absolutely. uh, Like facet of queer representation. I mean,
0: for the most part, America likes watching two women make out, but not two men. So it was huge. Because again, this isn't, I'm not necessarily their target audience. I'm just the one that keeps coming back. But like their target audience, this is huge. This is like, you're watching it.
1: Yeah. And there's like some genuinely like horny scenes between the two of them. One in an ambulance during a you guessed it, windstorm. You know, those classic <laughs> weather events that we all know In called windstorms.
0: <laughs> As someone from Florida, I'd like, that made sense to me. I was like, oh yeah, weather? Yeah. Doing crazy ass things? Absolutely.
1: Sure. Like, but, but, like I also I'm like, am from, I'm from Arizona. So it's <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I guess like, we have things called, uh, uh, Dust devils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I get it, <laughs> but I also think it's made up. <laughs> At the same time, I do think it's made up. Um, okay, and then there's actually there's one more there's one more coming out thing that I chose. So a lot of people recommended um, like different Callie moments mm-hmm. of coming out, and she kind of she comes out in various ways to various people over the course of the show. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where she kind of like comes out to Meredith as by and as like. And kind of and in that in this like 15 minute swe- or 15 second, 15 minute, 15 <laughs> second speech kind of like alludes to kind of uh, by erasure by saying like there's a B and LGBTQ like uh, and the B doesn't just stand for badass. <laughs> what a line. What a line. <laughs> I hate it. You know, it's not my favorite, but maybe that means something. You know, someone people, felt like, amazing. Yeah, as an ally, it's really not for me to decide that that's uh, not my favorite. But I chose the moment where Callie comes out to George's mom. Mm, Yeah. Because, uh, and I also was kind of... (laughs) So when I was looking for this moment, I found a YouTube clip. (laughs) And it's just a clip of the episode, but the first thing that comes up before the clip is like a clip art page (laughs) that says, this is what should happen when you come out. Which I found kind of sweet because it's like I don't know, using like Grays as any type of model for like what your expectation is for how someone treats you is just like very like sweet to me mm-hmm. because the baseline for any event happening is just like so off the rails. <laughs> like this is Callie's ex husband who she married in Vegas after his dad died and then he died after getting hit by a bus and no one knew it was him because he had enlisted in the army and then his mother came back years later from uh, complications from a gallbladder surgery. But this is what should happen when you come out. right?
0: In in Gray's scheme of things, it all feels very possible.
1: Absolutely. This is one of the most normal like, setups oh, to a situation you yeah, could possibly Yeah, I've been waiting have.
0: for this. I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah. Uh, George's mom, played by Deborah Monk, Really, she's such a warm, wonderful character, mm-hmm. and she's heartbroken when they get divorced. And so, Catley is like at her bedside when she wakes up. So this is this is season eight. I think this is a really nice scene.
2: Catley, hey, mm. Meredith said that the surgery went great. Oh, yeah, I like girls, uh, as in. Romantically, it turns out I like girls. Uh, women, <laughs> and I met the most amazing woman. Do, do you remember Dr. Robbins from this morning? Yeah, we got married, and uh, oh no, uh, but before that, we um, we got in an accident, a accident, car accident, a really bad accident, and uh, I almost died, but I didn't. And uh, Sophia, neither did Sophia, our our baby, our perfect, beautiful baby, and I'm um, I'm screwing all this up. Look, I... I know this is a lot, and I, and I understand. Um, And if this is too much for you to handle, believe me, <laughs> my own mother practically disowned me. So I understand. Oh God, I'm making you cry. Please don't cry. You have a baby. I, I do. Do you have any pictures? You want to see him? Are you kidding? Ugh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it's a cute baby. Uh I really like that scene.
0: I love that scene yeah. so much. It's...
1: uh I, I mean, I just love Callie and I love how she... I love her set of values and mm-hmm. I think that, like, just the fact that she's even there to, like, be there for George's right. mom is, like, like very moving mm-hmm. to me.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, and also just, like, that same thing of, like... She is, like, another mother, yes. right? Like, even if to, like... I think I mentioned before that like my I have like lots of uh, half siblings yes, and step yeah. siblings and stuff. Um, like, m- my mom is my sister's ex stepmother, right? Your mom is your sister. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. Right. Uh-huh. She's my half sister. Yeah. Um, but like when my sister comes to Miami, like she stays with my mom, um, and like my her my sister's ten years older than me. She has two kids. Like, those are my mom's grandkids, even though she's, yeah. my mom is technically her ex-stepmother. Right. Like, so there is that thing of, like, like, uh, Callie and Amal. even if I didn't like them, they were yeah a family, and that included his mom. And, like, that relationship didn't change, even though theirs did. Yes. Um, yeah. And then, like, sh- she, like, didn't care who Callie was with, it was the fact that Callie found love and had a child and all these amazing things. And I, like, love that. Yeah, me
1: too. And I think that, like, I think that there's something also to be said about, like, watching someone come out to someone where they aren't sure what their reaction is going to be. Mm -hmm. Like, in both, in the other two coming out scenes, like, both uh, Erica's and... Classes, they're both operating under like kind of a baseline assumption that the audience is going to be like at, at the very least like receptive to gay people in right. general and like they understand what queerness is mm-hmm. and like it, they're not the first queer person that they're gonna meet like where right. they themselves are queer or whatever it may be nice. and I do think that it's not their dead son's ex-wife right <laughs> like, yeah absolutely I mean and there's still like there's still massive stigma for Against like people who have been in like a relationship with someone, like in what like uh, at least a presenting as like a heterosexual mm-hmm. relationship, and then they are in a queer relationship, and like or 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 vice versa, like right. like they somehow delegitimize
0: each other right. in some way. But it's like no no no, these are all valid. These are all real. These are all part of it.
1: Right. Exactly. Like I think that the just seeing. Callie kind of like get in her head and psych herself out but also like the the ways that she like presents details in that order mm-hmm. I just it feels really realistic to me in that way and I love the reaction of like you have a baby I right. want to see pictures and uh, I love Mrs. O'Malley I love uh, I also I mean I, I love her in the scenes like after they get divorced right, right, too right. but if you remember like she wanted Callie to have a baby with O'Malley really, yeah. really badly was like, like knitting baby clothes yeah. and all that stuff. So it's it does. It does feel like really full circle. I also was just reminded of um, the moment when Burke's mother comes to the hospital after that wedding has ended. And she's like very intimidating <laughs> and scary. Mm-hmm. And then Christina asks her to get rid of the wedding gifts. And she's like, I'll do it. Yeah. <sighs> cool. Great moment. Great great moment okay <coughs> so you you chose two moments from uh recent seasons mm-hmm. uh you have Casey Parker coming out and then you also have uh that uh non-binary She's not, or they're not a patient. They're, um. Well, I think they start off as a patient. Like, they and their oh, mother. They and their mom are, both, like, get in an accident, an accident or yeah. something. Yeah, and their
0: mother's uh, uh, in worse condition, but they also have something because they have to get, like, a uh, head scan of some yes. sort and they have some other. They...
1: Yeah. And then she uh she uh, she, uh, she, uh, who is the one who, is it, is it, uh. I don't remember the character. Who explains names. to. It's the the queer intern, the blonde that, yes, like. Yes, she's the one who explains right. that. I'm like, I keep being like, she, her name is. We don't. Um, we don't her, know because we like, don't. Yeah. The only thing we know is that blonde, blonde intern. Yeah, she has does a crush on explain it, uh, but she doesn't have a name to me. <laughs> uh, I mean, literally, I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, I don't even know if I ever knew her name. Uh, but she does a good job of explaining to Richard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess let's we'll do chronologically. We'll just start with the, sure. the Casey Parker. Uh, I loved this moment. Mm-hmm. I so I knew before, I mean, I knew from the moment that this actor was cast, mm-hmm. that they were trans and I wasn't sure if the character was trans. Right. I didn't uh, know if they were going to make that something or not. Cause they right. hadn't brought it up. They hadn't brought it up. And, and the only thing that we like know about them is that they're a vet that they previously right. like, so, so we were like, okay, it's like vet in turn. And then, and then later we find out that like, He's like a hacker, right? Right, and that's like the that's like the avenue through which we find out that he, that the character is trans. As but well. mm-hmm. yes, but I it, it it's a while. I mean, this is season fourteen, episode mm-hmm. nine. So I mean, he's in it in at least that many episodes right. before this moment. <laughs> um, I just scrubbed past a scene in which. Jackson and Maggie are in a uh, a locker room in towels, like they went to a sauna or something. Oh yeah, so isn't kind it just like another
0: locker room? In it, in it, like it's a different part of the hospital or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: it's really unfortunate. <laughs> um, I want
0: to like Maggie.
1: <laughs> I mean. Sure. I would love to, too. But that <laughs> ship has sailed. I just there's nothing I, I, I can it's do. It's only
0: because before she was on Grey's, she was in another medical drama TV show where she was she, where she played a lesbian doctor, which is the only Kelly reason McCreary why. McCreary did. Yeah. Wow. That rocks. It, yeah. You know, That's what, the only reason. So I kept hoping that it would happen in Grey's as well, but it did not.
1: Well, that yeah, the opposite of Jessica Capshaw, who previously uh, I've, I've talked about this. Uh, not on the podcast but with people outside the podcast of like it's so interesting in this industry of like when a straight woman is cast as uh, a lesbian or a queer woman and that becomes like their type like they're like in this industry this woman is like willing to play gay and then um, uh,
0: what's her name Sasha Leone everyone thought she was gay and she's not
1: she's like a, a lesbian icon but she's not yeah it's so interesting yeah but Jessica Capshaw also has like played multiple yeah. lesbians mm-hmm. on TV. Okay. So <laughs> unfortunately, and I like really hate to say this, but like, there's kind of like a big, like hacking plot point on grace <laughs> where, um, there's a hack of the hospital. They ran out of weather. And so they had to be mm-hmm. like, well, what about electronics? And this intern, uh, Who we know nothing about it. Nothing point. about, we know he was a vet. I. Uh, He has done the hacking, and but he, we also know that he was like previously like, like it's kind of like a Bailey doesn't want to know, but he implies like that he he has like a bit of a criminal record for his hacking, like that's how good he is. Yeah, he's like I'm not supposed to be doing this, so
0: I'm not doing this. But and Bailey's like, just do it, just do it. Yeah. Okay. So this
1: this is this is a scene right here. Why? I had to make sure. Hold on.
3: Again, oh, come on. Well, that was me. Why? I had to make sure I could, and I could. It worked. Are you sure? I think I found a way to keep myself home.
2: All
0: right.
3: Oh, is that what I think it is? what you think it is, is air conditioning, (gasps) then yes. Yay! (laughs) Okay, now, did you really hack into the DMV? Why would you do that? Because my old license referred to me as female. And the DMV where I was living wouldn't change it, so I did. (laughs) I'm a proud trans man. Dr. Bailey, but i like for people to get to know me before they find out my private medical history. Of course. Thank you for your service, Dr. head.
1: Wow. Sorry, glasses just like kind of entered frame holding an IV bag. I, I actually can't really investigate why that happened, but uh... Bit of a cheesy ending to that scene, but I'll take it. Yeah. Um, But also, like, it's cheesy, but
0: it's kind of perfect for what it is. Yes. Like, I do feel like it's a little bit unearned because he says, like, I want people to know me before I decide to give this information or not but I'm like we don't know you and
1: literally that's the last scene that I've. like this is season 14 we've started season 16 that's kind of like the last like yeah
0: I think that scene he has more lines than he does in all the other episodes put together
1: absolutely
0: Um, but it's like just that line of like I am a proud trans man yeah to have that like again Thursday night is it still Thursday nights yeah okay to have that like
1: yeah it's like primetime network yeah it's still like one of the top dramas yeah. on all of TV. Yeah. It's really cool and it's it's also I imagine uh I mean I've read a little bit of it, like interviews with um I think the actor's name is Alex Blue or yeah. Alex Blue Davis. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I've read I've read some interviews with him and he has talked about like how cool it is to yeah. be on Grey's just like as a show, as an institution and uh
0: and, and although it makes, like, absolutely no sense for him to be able to, like, do this huge hacking job because he was able to hack into the DMV, I, it's, like, really important that they talk about the DMV yes. because that's a huge thing for people when they're, like, for trans people when they're um, trying to live their lives as their, like, actual gender. Yeah. And, like, so I have, I have a couple friends who have, like, had to go through that process of, like, getting their name and their gender and, and stuff, like, on their license and it even like specifically in New York City and it takes months it takes a long time and it's really difficult because it's like you have this like very official paper that says something that's wrong
1: yes absolutely and And it's like
2: yeah
1: and it's like it's not just like obviously as we know like a driver's license is more than just your identification like on the road it's Mm -hmm. also it informs how your process of going through airport security and all these other you know... Just to go to the bar and yeah, get a drink. A, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I I wish... You know, it's hard because it's, like, on one hand, it's, like, yeah, I wish we, like, saw more of this and on the other hand. It's, like, we've got too many characters. Yeah. We have to pare down the number of characters that we care about. But, like, it is crazy to me that we get this really interesting backstory and, like, it hints at this whole person of, like, okay, so it's, like, this character, like, he... Is a vet and he's trans and he like committed a crime, right? Like, there are so many like seeds mm-hmm. of like plot lines there. It's like, I guess at some point, maybe we'll see some of them. I don't know. I think
0: the most recent episode, like, is maybe gonna let us like get to know these people a little bit more. They have Bailey like interacting with them
1: more, yeah. Now I that think- like some of the attendings aren't it's at the hospital right. anymore. Um, okay, then this last uh clip that you chose is uh what we were describing this uh mother and her child child adult child uh i think adult they they're they're kind of like like they definitely look like they're in their 20s <laughs> but they don't have a job and they're like there and like they're they seem to maybe if not like live with their mom like live very really close, close to, close them, to them. them so uh and the mom is like super active and mm-hmm. like her, her an adventurer of yeah, a she's pers- an adventurer. that's exactly the way <laughs> i was like she's like i was trying to be like i'm like she just loves to like climb uh <laughs> she does gnarly stuff yeah um, they're just like a gnarly family um <laughs> Except that the 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 child is like very Yeah, they did it for their mom. Right, right. They're scared.
0: Yes. The entire time.
1: Yeah, you when they kind of come in like I don't remember what their name is, which I should I have definitely looked up. But like basically they say, um, like I was scared and I did this mm-hmm. and then I'm okay and my mom is hurt and like that feels crazy. They're on multiple
0: episodes. Yeah, which um, not played by a non-binary or trans person.
1: Correct. Just, which is honestly, there's a trans teen played by Rachel Brosnahan in an early episode. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's two trans characters. Um, they're both played by the wrong gender. Yep,
1: absolutely. Um,
0: by so yeah, cis actors of right. the wrong gender. Right. Um, so Grey's is not perfect. No, I will say that, but, but. I. They do a lot of big things. Recent
1: trans representation has been much better. Mm-hmm. Like, there have been. There was the, the trans doctor yeah. who's played by a trans woman. There was another trans patient. Someone had a trans sibling now that I'm thinking about oh, it. Oh, yeah. There have been. There it, have actually yeah, been it was, multiple. It was, um, is it Ben Warren's
0: sibling? Warren's sibling. Yeah. Which that one well that is also uh, a little problematic because if i remember oh, correctly yeah. <laughs> just a little yeah. if i remember correctly it's um supposed to be before i think it's his but sister it's like,
1: but before she but before transitions, any type of like, or any type of thing. like right. medical right before they process yeah. but like yeah it's it clearly is not really they were trying to do something they weren't ready for i was that's exactly what i was going to say I was like they clearly have not like it didn't give credit to how difficult and how many people need to sign off on having any type of surgical uh, Mm -hmm. procedure done for gender reaffirming surgery or anything like anything like a facial feminization surgery anything Mm -hmm. like that like you have got to you can't just like show up one day and be like yep this is what I want for the most part Uh, and that does not seem to uh, the coming out and the surgery are like linked mm-hmm. events which is not really uh, accurate so I don't know Grey's is like maybe at 50% as far as yeah. uh,
0: what I want it to be Yeah, I mean, compared to like other things of that time slot amazing but, but it's also
1: like the number of things that we have to choose from is yeah. also like outstanding compared they, yeah. to a normal show yeah. which is not we, to be like we get just, to be
0: nitpicky is the yes. thing we get to be upset right <laughs> it's, not,
1: it's not as much like you know well, you should be lucky that there's this much to choose from. It's just like, this is what it feels yeah. like to be able to say, like, I want to hold this to a higher standard instead mm. of being like, give me something that I can hold to a standard right. at all. So this last this last episode or this last clip that you chose is uh, Richard Weber, who is definitely like the oldest doctor, kind of plays this stand in for the really like worn mm-hmm. like argument of like, well, remembering pronouns is too difficult and it's not grammatically correct or like, you know, all that bullshit, which is also like literally the dictionary. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, like if you know what I mean, I'm like, yeah. it, that's not, I'm assuming that most people who are listening to this are familiar with why that is a really uh, tired and uh, disingenuous argument. But mm-hmm. Even though Richard, I think I don't know how much it like fits or not fits with his character yeah. necessarily, um, but he's kind of the stand-in for that. Yeah,
0: I didn't necessarily think it did, but I thought he represents um or he is like somebody that people like the older generation that watch this show like feel connected to. Yes. Like, oh, he's done the work, he's a good man. Yes. And he he plays just kind of like the
1: audience proxy yeah. mm-hmm. in this for anyone. Right. Who, anyone who
0: would be like disagreeing. Yes.
1: Um Okay, so that's that's the scene right here. They're all settled.
2: Do we really have to use this plural thing? Even when you can't hear us. Wow, they, they can't hear us. Okay, yeah, it's not that complicated. They're not that complicated. We're talking about a single entity, but they is plural. I mean, it requires a plural verb. Or am I supposed to say they is? No, look, if you're in a movie theater and somebody's, Coat
1: is left in a seat, and you bring it to the usher. What do you say to the usher?
2: Well, a number of things. I might say someone left behind a coat, or I found someone's coat, or I turned this into a lost and found. I might you... say somebody left their coat. Then you'd be grammatically incorrect. Ungrammatical. Uh, excuse me? Uh, something's either grammatical or it's not. Grammatically incorrect is like saying something is right, wrong. Scans are up. It's about time. All right. Um, what do you see? Absence
0: of flow in the mid-brachial artery.
2: Okay, we need to get her up to the OR. Okay. Really? Okay. Damn, damn, damn! Can we go now? Oh,
1: my. Now I feel pins and needles. They really, like, give the scene some time. Yeah. It's, it's cool to see that on... Um, on a TV show like this, Mm -hmm. even though, I mean, this is, this is like a scene. This is an episode long arc with Mm -hmm. Richard and, and this is, it's like a continued conversation. Right. I really want to find out what her name is. Uh, Hems, the last name. Oh yes.
0: They said it in the scene. Right. They
1: said it in the scene and then I already forgot. Oh my God. I feel so bad because it really is. um, It really is. Uh, She's in, like, every episode now. Mm -hmm. But, like, this is, you know, this is sort of what I'm talking about. Uh, Listen. (laughs) There have been so many episodes, or so many uh, characters on Grey's Anatomy.
0: Right. And we have, like, no information about her other than she has a crush on Meredith. So why do we need to remember her?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's see.
0: And I want to. I'm, I was like, yeah. this is a queer character and I don't care. That's
1: oh my a gosh. Lot. That's a lot. Her first name is Taryn. <laughs> Can you believe that? Taryn Helm. I've never heard. No one has ever called her Taryn. Nope. There's um, no way. No I, one should ever. There's no way I've ever heard that said. Taryn Helm? <laughs> Taron
0: Helm That was a name That was like A filler We'll figure it out later And it just never got Figured out That is a
1: placeholder name You're kidding me You're kidding me (laughs) Taron Helm Oh That makes me feel Insane (laughs) And I thought it was going to be like, oh yeah, Jenny. That's right. Her name is Jenny. Like, how did I forget Jenny? Oh. No, we've never no, heard the name. That's We've never why we heard don't. the name Taryn. We've, we've, we've heard never the last heard that name. No, I mean, like, and they do call each other by their last names, but it's like you. I mean, that that is new information. Wow. <laughs> I don't mean to have such a big reaction, but that can't be legal. Like, you can't name a character Taryn and then just and then hide that for so long. Um, so wait that scene yes sorry (laughs) I got distracted because I was like uh, well first of all I forgot that Jackson was involved in that uh, in that scene yeah good for him yeah I I also think it's good
0: because you're like oh of course this queer character would be in the know of this but then yes. it's also no this also this straight man is also with the program right
1: and it also communicates this like it's not just like a difference you know a philosophy between mm-hmm. like one person or the other it's right. like there there is the majority of right. people in that room are like get it together yeah. and
0: it's also like intersectional like when you're talking about uh, queer identity you can't ignore like race and gender and all this other stuff and it's like yes. so you have I think in this I, maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but I think in this, you're, you know, you have Jackson, you have um, Weber, and it's like they're both straight, cis, black men. Yeah. Um, and they're next to each other and having, like, it's not just this, uh, like, white, queer thing. This is, like, an everybody thing. Yeah. And, like, Weber, you don't have excuses. And to, like, rely on, like, uh, grammar is just right. dumb because we don't speak that way. You know, we are yes. constantly doing things that are not... Uh, grammatically correct or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think that also, like, you know, a backstory that we have for Richard that we don't ever like revisit is that he and Ellis Gray were like the only two uh, doctors at the hospital of, who like, were minority. willing to mm-hmm. treat a uh, uh, a man with AIDS, right? Uh, when it was like before they knew what AIDS was, and mm-hmm. I think that like. That That's kind of part of the reason why I think it's both like it doesn't make sense and also it makes a lot of sense to mm-hmm. have like that character be the one who is confused because I think it also kind of communicates that like it's an ongoing process. Right. It's not like just because you like were a good ally or mm-hmm. understanding or like you were on the right side of history in like one context that that mm-hmm. gives you like kind of permission to pick and choose mm-hmm. how to participate going forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, by the end of the episode, Richard, like, gets it. Figured, and, yeah, he gets and it. And also realizes that it's, like, really not hard.
0: Yeah. Um, but, like, okay, so when I watched that scene the first time, I was like, what a after-school special. Like, I get it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad there's a non-binary character, but I want so much more from this. But then again, I was like, my... When my mom uh, came to visit me, one of the more recent times, like, I have friends who are non-binary, and I, like, prepped her ahead of time, and I was like, hey, I have friends who, like, you know, you use these pronouns, this is what it means, and also, like, English is not my mom's first language, so part of it was that, like, Spanish is, it's a very gendered language, um, and she gave this bullshit excuse of, like, well, I'm just too old for this. I was like, you're no <laughs> I and I, like we got in this huge argument um, I was like it matters and like you have to care but also like you're not too old for this yeah and like you make mistakes in English all the time why are you caring about this one
1: yeah I mean it's uh, I have a lot of trans and non-binary friends and like I have like accidentally misgendered right people like when they're out of the room I have like I think once or twice done it while they were in the room mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's embarrassing and you you feel bad but it's also like when you make a huge it's just like it's my problem mm-hmm. like and I think that uh like you just figure it out yeah <laughs> I think it's so I think it's so weird when like that argument, which I think was, if they were going to choose one argument for, like, a doctor to have, I think that that is, like, by far the best one. Because right. it's someone just being, like, I'm not saying that they can't be trans. I'm right. just saying that, like, I don't understand why I have to. Well, because we we know, Richard, to not be a bigot.
0: Yeah. Right? So it's, like, okay, so what is the argument that, like, liberal, and I like, say that in quotes, like, or yeah. especially, like, an older generation, like, what is the argument that they give when they're not, like, outright bigots and a lot of times it's like that stupid one or like i understand like my mom was like i understand uh like the whole like being born into a wrong body thing which is also like wrong but yeah i was not going to explain that to her but um she's like but i don't understand this like not not being one of them and i was like you don't have to understand
1: right it's like that's not that's not the prerequisite for like behaving yeah
0: but then after after this episode aired My mom got it. Really? She like fucking understood it and was like, okay. And I was like, well, first of all, you should have listened to me when I said it the first time um, because you misgendered my friend. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Grace. Wait, that's crazy though. That's really awesome. Yeah. I mean, I I have a lot of uh, my parents don't watch Grace, but I have close friends whose parents do, and they come to mind from time to time when there are things like this. Like, I wonder what they they think about this because I don't think that they loved like, Arizona and Cali. Like, I don't think they loved, like, seeing... Mm -hmm. I think that their perspective was, like, I love these characters and I love that they're together, but I don't know why we have to, like, show them. Right. Like, that type of thing. And Uh I think that that, like, grew over time. And I wonder, like, what their perspective is on on that type of uh, plot point. But I think that there's something about just treating it Mm matter-of-factly. And, like, it's not it's not a battle of values mm-hmm. it's not like it's it's not in it's not endowing like it's Richard's a, perspective right, right. with anything more than just like are you willing to put in this baseline amount of effort and be willing to admit that like if you slip up that's wrong right uh yeah I I I also think that like those types of scenes on Grey's feel like it steps out of it the feels reality. so
0: like heavy handed. Yes. But then... I'm like
1: let's say you go to the movie theater. Like that is a right. very like... But I also had that conversation with my mother. It's right? the easiest way... The easiest way to explain it is like it's something you already do you already without do even thinking it. about it. I know. It. My,
0: uh, I'm going to like talk shit about my brother now. Um, <laughs> I love him. But... Uh, so he's like an academic. Uh-huh. Uh, He's an academic queer, and um, he's very, very smart. And he also he works in publishing, so he is like very much about grammar and da 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 da. And he gave me that bullshit excuse too, because I mean, like we were, we were, we all have our different privileges, and we we're like both completely white passing Latinx, um, like cis, gay people. Yeah. So for him, he was like you know from a very privileged place of being like a white passing gay man. Um, was like, well, you know, I think that's too much. And um, when you talk about grammar, because he likes to like rely on that, but then I was like, y- literally the books you've helped publish, they use, like, mm-hmm. when talking about the author, they go back and forth between using, like, he or she and them in the sentences, and it is accepted, written. Yeah. I was like, you're just nitpicking about this. But then also now it's in the dictionary, and I just yeah. like was like, you have no excuse. Yeah,
1: totally. And I also have, like, said, too... Um, like family members before, like if you don't, if you feel like you can't, like practice on your own time. If you feel like you need to do that, but then just refer to them by their name. Yeah. Like that's another
0: yeah. option if you're. Which is what happens when I like speak in Spanish, because there there is no even if you're doing um, this is just quick Spanish lesson. Yeah. Uh, even if you're speaking plural, um, like you you choose either like a yes or ellos, yeah. and it's still. It's gendered. Even if it's a mixed group, you default to the masculine. Yeah. Um, so no matter what, it is gendered. So, like, I, like, have tried talking about it with other family members. And, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't work because, it, like, that concept doesn't exist. Yeah. But then when I've referred to, like, friends, I just will just use their name instead in Spanish. and right. I, There are, like, new, like, <coughs> unofficial things in Spanish to do. But... Um, Like, the language is so much more difficult to change than in English. Like, we create the changes and then eventually it comes into the dictionary. But, like, for Spanish, you have these, like, it's the Royal Academy of Spanish Language uh, or whatever. And it's, like, these, like, 7 or 12 people that come around, like, 7 or 12 years and decide what is official and what is not. Um, So, like, it's harder. But, but, like, even in that language, people are doing things
1: unofficially. Right. Uh, But, like... My yeah, own. that's how language always changes. It's right, like but, there's some type of. But it's habit only like every
0: seven years that they get a chance to like add a. That something. I didn't know.
1: I had no idea. That's the Real Academica Espanol. Whoa. It's like
0: something like that. It's crazy def- that, that <laughs> there's
1: like just like a panel of there's people. There's like in a very
0: official, and for the most part, completely white like Spaniards like from Spain and like it's mixed, but it's mostly white men, like Latin men. Whoa. So. That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's nuts. But then you have all the countries have their own slang and stuff. And that's right. kind of like the fuck you to that. Yeah. But it's technically not part of the language. But yeah, so like that's hard to talk to like some family about that.
1: Right. Yes. Um, I, I, as an a English speaker with English speaking family, do not have uh, <laughs> that type of a barrier when it comes to uh, talking about that type of stuff. Okay, we just have one last clip, which was also suggested by a lot of listeners, which was season four when there were uh, the gay soldiers mm-hmm. uh, patients. This is our 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 first. Uh, uh, I mean the, the the non-binary patient is discussed, but we don't actually hear from them in that scene. This is mm-hmm. these are the gay soldiers, which season four, not the first. Not the first gay patient we've seen, but obviously, like, kind of an interesting, uh, an interesting, like, play with uh, traditional masculinity, Mm -hmm. like, in the eyes of a lot of uh, it was very topical at the
0: time, like, it was what was happening.
1: Was it, I don't remember exactly, but I mean, it definitely was like, well, don't ask, don't tell was, I think uh, it was, yeah, was like in the conversation before it was. Mm -hmm. Uh, before we <laughs> we came to one conclusion about it. So, okay, so this is uh, in season four. We have, uh, this is a patient who is in the brain tumor uh, clinical study and uh, another man from the army who, you know, is introduced as like a friend has come to see uh, the father, like either doesn't know that the son is out or like has mm-hmm. just kind of ignored it, blanket right.
0: Like, Am I remembering right that the father was also an army man? Yes. Okay, okay. So yes. it's a, like a lineage of like very uh, traditional masculine <coughs> like. Yes. Okay.
1: So this is, this is the scene. Uh, Meredith that's in the room for this.
2: What's the recovery period for brain surgery?
1: It varies, but usually at
0: least four to six weeks.
2: It looks like you'll be stuck with me for four to six weeks. You deploy in five days, man. It was before I knew you had a brain tumor. No, no. Don't screw this up for yourself. You're a soldier. It's who you are. Besides, I'm probably not even going to make it through surgery. Okay. So. Cool. Then I'll be good to go in about five days. Why did you call me? How could I not? Paranoid
1: Meredith's just like openly staring. Let them make out.
0: Mr. Covington.
2: What's wrong? Nothing's wrong, sir. Nothing at all.
1: It's very sad. Mm
2: Yeah.
1: But what I like about it is that uh, it's a very, like, it's very romantic. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a very, like, like, it's just, like, a great story. It's very romantic. Uh, and it is not presented as, like... Like, their relationship isn't fraught in any way. Right. It's just the outside forces right, right, of, right. like, the parental Literally approval. the father
0: and then the, like, higher up in the army coming yes. in.
1: Yeah. And it's awful because the guy ends up dying. And right. the dad ends up kind of, like, giving a nod of, like, you can go see him after he's dead. Right. But it's, like, very
0: but it's also like it's it's the father and the that like their reaction that like pushes the guy who's going to get surgery to like push away his yes. his lover.
1: Uh-huh. And-, and say
0: like I don't like no, I'm like it's that line where I'm like I like a, I forget what he says like he's, I am a soldier or whatever like his yes. identity is this.
1: Right. Um
0: and he's willing to give up everything else about himself for that. Yeah, which at the time was like it was it still is a huge thing. Yeah. Um but at the time especially with don't ask don't tell it was like you're
1: giving up your identity and your career yeah it it's uh it's definitely like not as it's a, it's definitely a more tragic portrayal of like queer identity because I, I think exactly what you said is so right like being the identity of being like a soldier mm-hmm. and, and
0: we, we see that with like other characters like Owen and stuff but then yeah um yeah, I don't know where I was going with that.
1: No, t- definitely. No, it, it's like it's it's it, that's something that is like explored in many facets mm-hmm. on the show through a lot of different characters. But I I think that. Well, it's also like a line
0: that like the doctors say that they're like, I am a surgeon or I am a this or I am a that and like using it the same way. But it's like um when like another part of who you are uh because of the situation, because of society, you can't be both of those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like how Izzy can't be both a surgeon and... Um, and beautiful. An animal lover, yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, you can't. You can't. It's like, it's star-crossed <laughs> professions, star-crossed identities. Um, it's so hard. It's it's so hard to be Isabel Stevens. I didn't uh, like uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean... Ever. The uh, last episode that we recorded was... Uh, the trial of Izzy Stevens, uh, deciding whether or not she was uh, good or bad, and we uh, bad. came down pretty hard on uh, she's not a great person. <laughs> um, okay, those are all the clips. Wow, I mean, it's so interesting because it's like there are so many uh, other like smaller individual yeah. queer storylines on the show. It was so hard
0: to like narrow it down. When I yeah. chose the topic, I was like, at first I was like, oh, this will be easy, and then I was like,
1: there's a lot. Yes. And it's hard to, like, be like, okay, do I want to talk about patients or do I want to talk about the doctors at the hospital? And, like, mostly we talked about the doctors at the hospital. But mm-hmm. there are a ton of, like, I mean, there's the season 12, which I think we talked about in the teens episode, but maybe we didn't, of, like, the two girls who, like, stepped in front of yeah, the train. Yeah, yeah. Because, and they didn't even, like, really understand it. it. like, wasn't, like, a suicide attempt. It was just, like, we just want to be together. like. There's like that. We didn't want to die, but this is the only way we could be together. Right. Exactly. Um, which like, is such
0: a teenager thing uh, to think and say.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. And there are. But also
0: like if I had someone who liked me back in high school, maybe I would be that dumb. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. Little, Especially little Lily just... in Catholic school.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> I had a uniform. Most of my teachers were nuns.
1: It's incredible to visualize, to be honest. Uh, I, had, I had
0: very long hair. Um, yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I, I I didn't even have, like... I wasn't even in Catholic school, but I definitely think that I was just, like, a regular, like, overly romantic, horny <laughs> teenager, and I would have, like, for sure, like, stepped in front of a train for, like, a guy who was, like, into cool music who liked <laughs> me, so that's... That's actually something that I'm very uh, not proud of. But it made me who I am today. Uh, <laughs> someone who hosts a Grace Anatomy podcast. Um, okay, the only <laughs> thing that we have left to do <coughs> are Shondalogs, Uh Which we... Uh, I don't know if we actually watched any Shondalogues today. I mean, oh, definitely they the coming out. Yeah.
0: yeah, the glasses and... Well, I guess glasses thing was not like a, the character glasses was not. A, it wasn't he, like a traditional yeah. Sean block. but it was he like. He has it, one when he talks about, like, uh, I think it's in that ambulance when he talks about, like, uh, that. Oh, yeah. He's like, I killed myself. Yeah. A sword. I don't know. But that's yeah. That's right. That's right. No, the only one we, we got to see today was glasses, yes. which is, I think, iconic.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, okay. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first?
0: Um, I'll go first I there's some I haven't planned anything but I was some this morning something like oh I, and I was like that would be a great shot to
1: look. so amazing okay let me find a song no uh,
0: we're not open yet um you literally just saw me walk in I still have my backpack on we're not we're not open yet like why? Why are you even? I don't wanna get the chairs are up. The lights are are down. And you're asking closer. me if I'm open yet? Like I'm supposed to be? I don't wanna know we open 11:30. It's not even 10:30. I'm I'm early. And I don't care if you know the owner. Here comes a
3: break. <laughs> It's
0: it's a neighborhood bar. We all fucking know the owner. <laughs> and
3: I only have an
0: hour to open. And I'm by myself. So for the next hour, this is my bar. And we're not fucking open yet.
3: That
0: was so good. <laughs> Oh my god. I was really upset. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is what everything I wanted to say.
1: Oh my gosh. That was really rewarding.
0: (laughs) I feel really good.
1: (laughs) Like as a person now. Like for sure. I'm almost crying. (laughs) Everything
0: I wanted to say to this fucking stupid man. Ugh. You have to say it next time. No, that's that's how I get fired. Because he does know the owner.
1: (laughs) He does know the owner. But we all know the owner. It's a neighborhood bar. Dave. Everyone knows Dave. Everyone knows Dave. Uh, Okay. Let's see what I do. Yeah, I'm sick. I first got a runny nose and then I got a sore throat and then I got a cough and then I thought it was gone and then it came back first as a cough and then as a runny nose and then as a sore throat. So yeah, I'm sick and I'm off work this week and I'm supposed to be out doing things, living my life, like being in public, touching things, you know, touching things with my hands. And I'm sick and you know what I know exactly how I got sick you got me sick <laughs> you are the one who had the sore throat and the fever and the chills and you came here and you infected my whole life and now I'm in week two of something where yeah there's green gunk coming out of my nose and my mouth and that's from me. And every time I look at a piece of that green bookie gunk, I'm looking at you and I don't want to be looking at you because I'm off work this week and I want to be out there on the subway, touching poles and not worrying that a child is going to pick up my germs, your germs. See, I'm sick. I'm going home, and I'm going to get in my pajamas, and I'm going to rest. Because I'm sick, but only because you got me sick. Wow. I don't even know where that came from. I'm actually feeling so healthy. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Where can people find you? Um...
0: So my, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, even though I don't really use Twitter, but I'm trying to. Yeah. Um, my handle is at Lily Pujol Jr. because I share my mother's name and she had both of these things before me. <laughs> awesome. Um, so that is spelled because it is not spelled as you would think it is L-I-L-I-P-U-J-O-L-J-R. Lily Pujol Jr. Amazing. Um, And I'm also, you can usually find me at UCB. I think the next show I'm doing (coughs) is Wednesday. Gato
1: culo. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on and talking. And yes, uh, if you uh, are listening to this podcast and you haven't yet given it a five star rating and a review, I would really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Forever.
3: (coughs) Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive (coughs) produced by Brett Boehm,